The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. You're listening to Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Hello, 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 hello. I'm Abby Roberts, and this is the Abby Roberts Show on today's News Talk at TNT. Yes, TNT is quite literally dynamite. So, hello, everyone. Uh, if you're in the UK, good morning, uh, a good morning, and uh, well done for surviving uh, yet another week weekend in communist Britain. Uh, if you're elsewhere in the world, I know. In uh, Brisbane, good day uh, to my lovely fellow Australians. I know there's uh, well, there's, I've got my crew uh, down the camera. Lovely Cam and Dave and Mike and Murray, I think, is there. So hello to you too. Good day. If you're in Russia, здравствуйте, как дела, добрый утро. Yes, uh, and uh, if you're Tucker Carlson, who I believe is in Moscow, uh, good luck, mate, uh, with your interview. And if you're in France, uh, bonjour, uh, comment ça va, uh, bonjournée. If you're Italian, if you're <laughs> buongiorno, you've got to have uh, the, 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 all the, uh, the arms are flailing. It's so wonderful. I'm trying to think of some other, some other countries. I've got a total blank. Um, but it's been a great weekend uh, and I hope you've had a good weekend too and it's good to be back with you on the Abby Roberts show at T- TNT tonight uh, tonight today's news talk this is what this face looks like after the weekend um, so sorry about that everyone there's the best I could do this hair by the way is natural you know some people pay a frigging fortune to have hair like this I've got a friend who's like I used to perm my hair to look like that so before you have any cheeky comments this is what God gave me and this is you know I used to iron it straight I used to literally have I looked like a really serious newsreader you know one of those kind of ones that looked like like that so um that's that's it I stopped because I just thought yeah, it's no point. No point fighting, fighting nature. Um, so you can talk to me. You're the most important part of this show, um, as well as obviously as my guests, uh, my two guests coming up. And if you want to talk to me, you can go to the live chat uh, on tntradio.live. Uh, oh, look, here we go. It's already a flame. It's already a light, as usual. We've got uh, Shin. Hello, Abby. Bonjour. Sarul Mapul. <laughs> I think that's, that's something like, you rule my chick, or something like that. My chicken, my chickadee. Oh, you see, my French is amazing. You know, my languages, I didn't speak any languages before I came here. And all of a sudden, I am uh, fluent. People have put lol, Abby. Oh, bon appétit. What fantastic. Greetings from Zambia token Zambian in the chat. Greetings. I don't know how to say um, greetings in uh, what, I don't know what what language that would be, would be Swahili in Zambia. Um, Fantastic. Good morning, Abby. We fat shug. Uh, So uh, in Scots, it would be, Um, So hello, Jules and Mr. Jules up in Scotland. If you want to email me, you can as well. A little bit old school, Abby Roberts at tntradio.live. You can also So uh, get on the apps, get on the apps. And also added to that, you can go very old school and you can guess what? Get on the dog and bone, go out into the hallway, get dialing and you can actually speak to me. And the question I'm going to ask you today is, does left and right in politics still exist? Is it still a thing? I want to hear from you. I think I know who I will be hearing from, but I want to hear from other people as well. God bless you. So here are the numbers to call. 
This is the way we're going to be heard. From the U.S. and Canada, call 1-888-201-6425. From the U.K., call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Welcome back. And uh, we're going to have a little look at uh, a little clip of a woman called Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola Sturgeon, uh, First Minister of Scotland, who uh, during the COVID inquiry, the aka whitewash up in Bonnie, Scotland, uh, broke down into tears. And uh, somebody made this video as if she was receiving an Oscar. So can we play uh, the clip, please? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oscars. Here are the nominees for performance by an actor in a leading role. Nicola Sturgeon, The COVID-19 Inquiry. I wanted to be the best First Minister I could be during that period. It's for others to judge the extent to which I succeeded. Ronald Villiers, The Affair. You are having an affair? Yes, I am. Well, that's one news. I'm crushed. Matt Hancock, Good Morning Britain. It's just, uh, it's been, you know, it's been such a tough year for so many people. Some bloke off River City, River City. (laughs) And the Oscar goes to... Nicola Sturgeon, The COVID-19 Inquiry. A well-deserved Oscar for Nicola Sturgeon there, who has been scheming and deceiving since she burst into the scene decades ago as Alex Salmon's wee lackey. In that time, she's managed to fail upwards, all the way to the top of Scottish public life, enabling her to destroy the country and the lives of anyone she chooses at the behest of her own egotistical narcissism. Well... Well, 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 uh, well-deserved Nicola Sturgeon uh, for the tears, the absolute, like, <laughs> she actually said, I'm just very sorry that I was actually First Minister during COVID. If I had the choice, I wouldn't have been First Minister again, and I wouldn't have cut the doors at the, from the bottom of the classroom for the kiddies so they resembled saloons. That's what she actually did. She actually cut the bottoms off classroom doors so that the COVID could escape not affect the wee kiddies who weren't in any danger at all because she is a communist dwarf basically ruling Scotland. We did see also Matt Hancock, who was our health minister, for those not in the UK, our health minister and basically fascist jab pusher throughout the COVID and into 2021. And he cried on Good Morning Britain. It was very, very emotional as he was, when you could, I mean, they're basically psychopaths uh, because only psychopaths use crocodile tears to get out of jail free. Um, Imagine Stalin, imagine Stalin's time, Beria, the chief of police, who basically used to go around murdering people randomly and starving them to death. Imagine if like still during the sort of the 30s when, you know, all that was happening in in the Soviet Union. Imagine if during that time, before anything had been done, we everyone went, oh, well, it, it was only it was only a few people. It was only a, you know, it was it was only a virus. It was only, it was only a couple of years of people just basically losing their livelihoods, dying, uh, being killed by experimental gene therapies. <laughs> so let's all forgive and forget 
No, thank you very much. That will not be happening on my watch. Now, let's have a little look at what has been called, has been named by people, my fans, Propaganda Corner. So let's have a little look, shall we, at the Times. <laughs> the Times. Um, in fact, the uh, the estate the estate agent, oh, Freudian slip. Uh, no, it definitely wasn't the estate agent. The news agent around the corner, the newspapers hadn't arrived yet. It was Monday and they were all like, oh, there's no papers. So I grabbed what I could. Um, and here we got the Times. Uh, still absolute nonsense. Um, public want digital pass for all their GP records. The public. The public want the GP. Really? Public want digital pass for the GP records. What? The I mean, mind you, why am I surprised? The public, the great British public, who the majority, not all, I have to say, because there are a lot of people who were awake to it all. They, am I surprised? No, not really, because they went along with all of it. They were like, please, govern me harder, daddy. Govern me harder. Get that boot right on my neck. Oh, yes, let me show you all my private stuff, my public, my my um, health records. Yes. And in fact, do you want to see into my bank account as well? Do you want to come into my house? Do you want to come? I'll tell you what, I'll open the window and let you in. Or come round for a meal. Don't tell me when you're coming. Just literally knock on the door. Take me away during the night. Oh, we're back to Stalin's Russia. I've made this connection, by the way, many times over the last three years, that that is what we're seeing in the world. It is a kind of communism with a little red bow on the top. Um, uh, and if you if you don't believe that, then good luck to you, because that's what's happening. Uh, so that's uh, so every NHS patient should have their health information digitally stored. Very difficult word to say digitally um, in one place so that any doctor treating them can access their records no matter where they are. Well, no matter where they are. Mm, what happens if you don't want uh, your doctor slash uh, fascist jab pusher to know where you are. Uh, we've got a lady on the front as well wearing, I mean, look, looks like, you know, one of those things that, um, I don't know, stops homeless people from sleeping in a doorway. She's got those kind of weird, uh, weird sort of metal things on. I don't know, for heaven's sake, fashion. What's happened to it? Um, huge fall in Met officers prepared to carry guns. What a great time to be alive. Oh, here we go. We've got NHS Old Boys Network makes a bad workplace for women. We have written our prescription, but it will need a national effort. And this is basically a 10 point plan to rescue the NHS. Um, unbelievable. There's a story here. NHS said I'd had a bypass, but I hadn't. In 2010, Vipan Maini, an otherwise fit and healthy management consultant, was admitted to hospital after suffering a heart attack. Four days later, he underwent an angioplasty, during which the consultant said it was unlikely he had suffered a heart attack because he was too young and didn't have the typical risk factors. Within five minutes, the consultant told Maini that he had, in fact, defied the odds. Um... And he had, yeah, anyway, so he, he had a bypass, but he, he, he hadn't. Um, so what I'm going to say to you, though, guys, uh, and people not in the UK, is this is uh, this is absolutely cute, you know, plus ça change in the UK. This is what's happening. Um, and essentially, the NHS is uh, a, a branch of the government. It is not something, it is not something fit for purpose. It's lied to people. It's taken people's lives. Um, and, uh, and not just over the last three or four years either. It's been going on quite, uh, for quite some time. Uh, we've got another story, uh, which is actually quite nice. And I only do this because of the, the, the uh, well, it's not nice. It's because I've got a picture of a gorilla in it. And it makes me, animals make me feel very relaxed. 
uh, and at ease and uh, they make more sense let's be honest with you than people in power at the moment um and this is the forests facing a glut of gorillas um that's it that's the story <laughs> basically at the moment so thank you times uh for all that um so we are going to go to uh, coming up next um my first guest is charles mallet and um and we'll be welcoming him after the little break see you in a bit conversations to inform and include it's meant for everyday people to understand today's news talk radio tnt Welcome back and uh, thank you very much for joining me on the Abby Roberts Show and this is TNT Today's News Talk and I'm delighted to welcome my first guest today, it's Charles Mallet. Charles, hello. Abby, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Well, what an interesting time we're living in, Charles. Um, and I see uh, you're, you're on Telegram alongside me, and I'm very fascinated by all your um, everything that you're writing about and uh, commenting on. Um, for people that don't know you and your background, can you tell us a little bit about what you did and what brought you to where you are now, sitting here? Yes, in the smallest of nutshells, I was training to be a detective in the police and I challenged my chief constable over the implementation of vaccine passports, specifically any police engagement with such policy. And I suggested that it was a form of apartheid and that the constabulary should have no part of it. This was not a view shared by the executive board, and they confirmed to me that they had no line in the sand beyond which they would police. So I thought that was not good enough and I left the police and a long story, but I now work for UK Column as a writer and presenter, but essentially because UK Column took up the story of my resignation at the time. Uh, And of course, policing is just one of the areas that I cover on the the news um, and indeed in in writing. So that's that's why I am where I am and, and what I'm doing. Yes. And did you ever think um, that you would uh, see the police force basically captured by uh, by by this strange ideology at the moment? It's a very good question. I think any organisation is very hard to understand from the outside. And I think it's it's only once you spend a little bit of time inside that you can get a, a sense of why things are as they are. I think now that I had spent time policing yes it makes perfect sense and uh, you know it's unfortunate to relate but the the degree of critical thinking that goes on inside organizations top-down organizations like that is is absolutely minimal it's not encouraged um which is a huge issue of course because at uh, at the sort of the coal face as it were where discretion should be exercised people aren't thinking on their feet so it's not just the command and management decisions it's the it's the decisions that individual police constables are making on the street when they're dealing with the public and you, you time and again now you see people are purely going through a process that's probably dictated to them by an electronic device that they're looking at but you know that that's the same in now so many industries Yes, indeed. And the Bobby on the beat, um, I miss them, you know, as a, as, a, as a girl, as I'm sure you did as well as a young man, you know, when you see people and you think, oh, it's a policeman, I can trust them. Um, and the talking about you, you mentioned individual policing. I've always I found this very interesting. I mean, a few years ago, um, I delved into common purpose 
um, which uh, I don't know whether you were ever invited to one of their courses, but that's uh, that's quite that's sinister, isn't it? And um, can you maybe explain uh, a little bit about that, <laughs> if you may, yeah. if you can? Absolutely, I think um, I think that's one of an, a number of issues. But it's it's the I think really the the overarching problem is is police or indeed you know any other I suppose sort of government entity that doesn't see influence from elsewhere as being um, a conflict of interest and common mm -hmm. purpose in particular, which again UK column and, and Brian Gerrish especially have spent a lot of time dissecting. There's an interview on the column website at the moment by, uh, oh, sorry, a, a production by Ben Rubin about exactly this. Um, but but yes, it's, it's having undue influence and things happening behind closed doors that are, you know, in large part unminited that shouldn't be happening. So it's the it's where this stuff comes from. And I think today, you know, you were planning to sort of deal with some of the the climate change stuff, and you know, again, not maybe not directly related to policing, but it, but it, it, it is underpinned by the same thing, which the, these are decisions that are not made in any sort of democratic forum, and then the next thing you know, they're being rolled out at the very lowest levels from, from you know, decisions that uh, have been made with with no part for, for the people who who should be engaged with it. Yes, indeed. And uh, and it's always fascinated me. In fact, my late husband um, was the one who taught, taught me about uh, Common Purpose and Julian Middleton and the, and the, uh, the Marxism, essentially. Um, her father was a Marxist professor, the woman that founded Common Purpose. Um, did we think uh, that we'd got rid of Marxism? <laughs> and it's I, I, now I come back... So. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't know. I, I would say that would be a, a naive point of view. I don't think one really ever gets rid of anything ideologically. Uh, I suppose mm. the way that people are able to conduct their business on a daily basis changes over time, or at least the the way in which we perceive people are conducting their business changes. But that's because we're we're in the large part given an idea of our reality by the media and of course it, so if the media puts out a message that this is what's happening, people are inclined to believe it, I'm afraid. Yes, indeed. Um, and uh, uh, we're going to go for a quick break, actually, now, Charles. We'll be back uh, with you in uh, just a couple of minutes. So don't go anywhere. I'll be back with my guest, Charles Mallet. Uh, and please don't go anywhere or come around and steal your sweets. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. TNT's Pella Neuroth-Taylor. We, we need to look, do a lot of deconstruction of these phrases and, and really think about what it means, because... What does far right mean? I, I'd say that far right means anything that you don't like. And um, it's just a label, a bit like the, the Chinese under Mao, their state press used to call uh, anyone who was an ideological opponent, capitalist pig dogs, whatever. And it was just meant to evoke a response. And it was a signal from the rulers to the rule that this is what you should think without actually having to think. It's, it's, it's a, meant to evoke a sort of Pavlovian reaction that you're a, these are bad guys. And uh, a moderate, in, in, in our lingo, I mean, let's see, it's foreign coverage, the BBC will say the moderate blah, blah, blah party in the third world, meaning, well, they're the guys we approve of, and then the extremist is someone we don't approve of. Helen Neuroth-Taylor on today's News Talk TNT. This is generally the view of people, oh, we don't know much about Assange. Well, you should know. Because whether you know it or not, he is fighting for you. For your courage and leadership and tenacity in journalism and publishing. Since 2010, Assange has been held in progressively narrower, darker, 
colder and crueler spaces. He has been detained since the 7th of December 2010 in one form or another. And we are now here after years of imprisonment. WikiLeaks is a non-state hostile intelligence service. I think the man is a high-tech terrorist. A high-tech terrorist. A traitor, a treasonous. He has to answer for what he has done. Assange faces up to 175 years in prison for publishing classified documents exposing U.S. war crimes. The U.S. government narrative about Julian is a complete fraud. It is a complete fraud from A to Z. Julian took on the most powerful countries in the world, basically all of them. We now have confirmed that there were plans to kidnap Julian here in the center of London, or even assassinate him. No one who instigated that illegal and immoral war has been brought to justice. But the great truth teller sits behind bars. If wars can be started by lies, peace can be started by truth. Julian Assange is a hero. What if everything we thought we knew about somebody was a lie? Would we be willing to go on a new journey of understanding? This is a story of deception, lies, bravery, and a man who risked everything to bring the truth to light. Mr. Assange shows all the symptoms that are typical for a person that has been exposed to psychological torture over a prolonged period of time. He looked at me intensely and said, I hate to say this. He then hesitated, visibly troubled and searching for words. And then he finally said, please, save my life. May future generations have the ability to speak without restraint. May our children and their children know truth and have access to information that leads to justice. Wherever Julian goes, free speech goes with him. If there is a bird that is about to take flight, stretch her wings and rule the skies, may it be a peace dove and no longer a bald eagle. If you think Assange is a traitor, he's a rapist, he's a narcissist, he's a hacker. I don't blame you because you have been deceived. And if you think you've not been deceived, that's normal because otherwise it wouldn't be deception. Pour yourself a drink and grab some nibbles. Hey! Uh, ow. I said nibbles, not nipples. Oh, you are awful, but I like you. You're with Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Welcome back. And I'm still here with my wonderful guest, Charles Mallet. Wonderful Charles talking about the, the wisdom uh, of what's happening in the police force with common purpose. Now, we're going to change tack slightly, Charles, with the time that we've got left. Um, you've got a wonderful Telegram channel. I highly recommend Charles Mallet Times Unbound today. Uh, on uh, and you also you work for you write for UK column. I highly recommend uh, Charles's writings. Now let's. Um, there's something that's just popped up on here. Matron, just going along with my uh, 
my intro there. Um, Tucker Carlson talking to somebody about Big Pharma and its influence on the U uh, US news and the fact that Big Pharma is actually tr basically taking over the news. Uh, what are your what are your views on Big Pharma as a whole? Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's terrifically dangerous. It's part of a, I would say, a much bigger sort of spectre of all things chemical. I mean, um, included within that should be agriculture and environment. And I think people are very ready to forget that sort of thing. Uh, but um, no, I mean, it's 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 dangerous nonsense. I think there, there's no doubt that that's absolutely correct. The control is absolute. It's less obvious probably for people in this country because of the way that the advertising is done. I think for the American audience, it's it's much more overt or it appears to be much more overt. Well, of course, that the, the chap who was talking to Tucker Carlson was making a slightly separate point. But I think yeah. that the issue is not so much that it's that Big Pharma has control of the media and can put out a message. I think that the dangerous issue is that what it means is that media organisations are not going to investigate or call out stories where they where there is harm. Obviously, the you know the, the COVID vaccine thing has just pushed people over the edge, and and it's now just a, a red flag. You only had to listen to what uh, Rishi Sunak said the other day in Parliament. Absolute flat out mm -hmm. declaration that the vaccine was safe. So that that's that's now just a, a stock response people can't deal with it but there, but there are endless other pharmaceutical products which have caused harm and the and the issue is now that that sort of information will not be put out which is horrific um but also as i say the environmental piece as well you know that the the degree to which uh, animals are treated with pharmaceutical products and that's what we're eating so people have to really think about that and where they're sourcing what they're, what they are eating and what Yes, exactly. So we're, we're having a whole, um, and we're sort of back to. Um, uh, I mean, this is what it, this is all fascinates me because we we are back to uh, a, a communist. Well, I mean, if you look at Stalin's Russia, he he um, starved uh, millions and millions of Russians during the Harvest of Sorrow. Uh, took away the farmers. You know, sounds familiar, doesn't it? Um, and also sort of got involved in everyone's lives. Um, so that's, I mean, so it's very sinister what's going on. Now, the guy um, talk, talk, is talking to is Callie Means. Um, mm. And it's fascinating, this whole sort of uh, being called anti-science. And again, we are, we're back. I mean, I, I lived in um, Russia for quite, and I speak Russian. So I, I'm very familiar. I've spoken to people that lived you know, under Stalin, and all these things like disinformation, misinformation, your anti-science are all um, tropes of those regimes. Yeah, which is uh, um, quite terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but like I say, I mean, this stuff, you know, like, like suggesting that Marxism goes away. I mean, it doesn't. This stuff doesn't go away. Yeah, but but there does have to be yes. a period of time, you know, where you wait before you can use it again. You think? I think you know, for our generation that the most obvious comparison is with the the so-called specter of islamic terrorism sort of late 90s early 2000s it was it was yeah. done in the same way it was taking taking ground on very you know spurious intelligence or information and never ever giving it back and it's the same now it's the, the biosecurity state it's the same thing and if you dare suggest that uh, that you disagree with this or it's not true or you want to question the philosophy and the data that underpins it you are ridiculed yes indeed and so ideologies uh, are well i suppose they're like um uh, they're like uh, i mean 
depending on what things you you ignore for instance christianity has been sort of um and, and any free discussion uh, of various subjects has been squashed um and then it, it allows other ideologies to take bloom i mean they're sort of the weeds uh, to take over yeah, well, I mean, that, that's exactly it. I think, um, you know, for, for, for a British audience, yes, Christianity, but but essentially the the further religion of any kind is pushed into the background, the, the more space mm. there is for other religions or cultures or ideologies or whatever, whatever you call them, but belief systems to pop up. People have to have something to cling to and as reluctant mm. as they are to admit it, that's exactly what happens. Yes, indeed. And I suppose that's what we're um, seeing at the moment. Um, and I know you ha you did have a, we've only got, we haven't got enough time to go into it. Please, Charles, do come back because I know you had a career in the military as well. And, and with all the, um, the things happening with uh, great numbers of young men, fighting age young men coming over, um, do the, um, yes, it, it, is, is it a, hu it's a humanitarian crisis, isn't it? Uh, oh, sorry, it's not a humanitarian crisis because there's no women and children is one of the questions that I had uh, posed to me on my just now. Yeah, well, I think that's it. I, d I did a piece on this for UK Column on the news uh, a few weeks ago, and, and that's exactly it. I think these are the questions that are not being answered. Where where are these people coming from and why? And what exactly is the threat? Um, the, the numbers of people who are being accepted on uh, asylum, particularly asylum seeking, goes up and up and up. But there's no, there's no justification. There's no articulation of exactly what threat has changed uh, that, that means that these people have to come over. And also, like you say, why is it a threat that is specific to men of that age and apparently not to women and children? So it, it absolutely doesn't add up. And also, if you look, you only have to look at Germany to see that it can be done differently. The number of people that Germany have rejected on the same basis is, mu mm. is a much, much higher percentage than here. So it is a problem that, that can be dealt with. So it's, it requires honesty. And I'm afraid that's not what we're getting. Yes, indeed. Very good points, Charles. Thank you so much for coming on. We will have longer when you come on next because there's so much to talk about. Thank you very much for joining me. That was Charles Thank Mallet. You. Thank you very much. And we're going to go into a news break now, everybody, for some more headlines. I'll be back. In news a doesn't stop breaking. And we don't take a break from covering it. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. U.S. fighter jets have bombed over 100 targets in three countries across the Middle East this weekend, marking a significant escalation in a conflict Washington claims it's trying to defuse. The world's top podcaster Joe Rogan has signed a new contract with Spotify worth a quarter of a billion dollars. And U.S. House Republicans have slammed a draft border security deal released by the Senate that would also unlock over $100 billion for Ukraine and Israel. The Common Housefly caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time. Feast on the captivating stories, videos, and helpful information on our website. Whoa. Dinner's ready. Oh, man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get stuck in our web. TNTradio.live Welcome back, everybody, and uh, thank you very much for sticking with me, the Abby Roberts Show here on today's News Talk TNT. And I'm joined by my second guest, the wonderful Rachel Matthews. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, Abby. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. 
is all is all well in are, are you uh, in Colchester at the moment yes I am yes fantastic yes that's very good that was a good well I was going to say a good guess but um <clears throat> as you have become known for your activism can I call you an activist oh I don't know about that <laughs> I don't, I'm not very active. I sit at home on my sofa commenting on the local council. <laughs> yes, and it's wonderful, wonderful stuff. And uh, Rachel, I, um, I, I became, you became known to me um, because uh, I saw some of your videos uh, from Colchester Council Watch. Can you explain a little bit how you've gone from, because I know you're a gardener, gardener designer by profession. How do you go from gardens to basically holding uh, the bureaucrats to account? That's a very good question. I wish I knew. Um, I basically went made the mistake of going along to a council meeting um, with a group of people to find out whether they were going to turn Colchester into a 15 minute city or not. And it turned out they, they say they're not, um, but they were talking about putting a lot of EVs onto the streets of Colchester with e-cargo bikes, rapid transit system buses and a lot of us have seen all of those fires and we thought, oh, no, because they're on alternative social media. But they, they at the time, they weren't so much on mainstream. So we thought we must go back and tell them, look, these things are dreadful. Do you realize? And then when we started to research the fires, we then, to our horror, discovered how awful the production of EVs. And it's just the complete opposite of being good for the environment. So then it became this whole thing of us going in every few weeks to tell them, look, this is really bad. You've got to look into it and not to mention the child slave labor as well with the cobalt. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can imagine how that went. They don't really want to listen, although some, some did. And because we didn't know how the council operated, we started watching their council meetings to just get a vague clue because none of us are interested in politics or anything like that. Um, and, you know, some of their meetings are three or four hours long. And after nine months of doing this, we thought, really, everybody in Colchester should be knowing this. And who on earth in their right mind is going to want to sit through three or four hour meetings? And I had the stupid idea of thinking, doing it anyway, why not just do a highlights video after each meeting so, to get other people engaged in what's going on in the community? So that's really how it came about. Yes, incredible. And uh, I did what I've watched uh, again. Your March the twenty first, um, you twenty last year, twenty twenty three, um, where and it is incredible your speech about the electric vehicles, the co and to watch. I have to say, and we, have, we haven't got a clip here, unfortunately, but um, a clip of it. But the first thing I, I spotted was the hand sanitizer and the rainbow lanyards of the two people who were sitting behind you while you're giving this excellent speech about, well, do you know about cobalt mining, you know, that ch child uh, children are used. And just um, just astonishing that nobody, uh, I think one of the, the guy that responds to you um, says something like, oh, well, but normal cars also uh, have to use you know, um, what's the word, uh, are, are also detrimental. I mean, completely avoided your your point about the fact that yes. there's child labour and that um, and things catch fire. <laughs> it was bizarre. Ooh. I mean, we sent our questions, you don't have to, but we'd sent our questions in before going in because we wanted proper answers. We weren't trying to catch them on the hop. We really wanted proper answers. And it's like, well, you clearly didn't read the questions, did you? Yes. And just extraordinary. And so where do you where do you think this uh, crazy 
uh, climate nuttiness comes from? Because I mean, we'll we'll after we'll we'll have a break in a minute, and then I want to come back and talk to you about the um, the hockey stick stuff and Michael Mann, because all that. I mean, honestly, it, it's so much. Again, we've so much to talk about, but um, uh, very short on time. Um, so we're going to go, Rachel, now just for a quick break, and I will come back uh, to you, and we'll talk about that in more detail. So uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, please come back, uh, or I will come round and sit on your face. <laughs> okay. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. <laughs> Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. Last week when Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about the position of Joe Biden when it comes to late-term abortions, she had the phony rhetoric ready to go. What I will say is majority of Americans, majority of Americans, wants to see their rights protected, wants to see women have their rights protected wants to be able to, wants, want women to be able to make those deeply, deeply personal decisions on their bodies, on their own, not politicians. That's what majority of Americans want to see. And so the president's going to stand with majority of Americans on this issue. Those unborn babies have any rights then? I'm not going to get into that specific. I'm not going to get into that question. Rights for unborn babies? What are you, mad? <laughs> but let's take a look at how Americans really feel about the issue of abortion. This is from Gallup, May of last year. Only 34% of Americans believe abortion should be legal under all circumstances. 34%, a majority, 64% say limited circumstances or not at all. And in the same poll, only 22% of Americans believe third trimester abortion should be legal at all. It just shows that Corinne Jean-Pierre and her leftist buddies are a bunch of liars. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. On a virtual road, you can test the limits of your driving ability to see how fast you can go under the most extreme conditions, like when it's dark, when the weather's bad, or when the unexpected happens. The higher the speed, the harder the impact. But driving isn't a game or a race. When you're on the road, just 10 miles per hour over the limit can mean the difference between life and death. You're responsible for people's lives and your own. Slow down and save lives. For lovers of truth, liberty, free speech, and the pursuit of justice, Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Welcome back. And I'm still joined here by my wonderful guest, Rachel Matthews. And oh, there's a new guest, Lena. Lena in the background. Yeah. Hello, Lena. Good morning. <laughs> oh, bless us. This could be a um, huge mistake. <laughs> this, no, it's wonderful. Anything with dogs in, uh, Rachel. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, now we were talking about um, about uh, Colchester Council holding you know people to account and your wonderful speech. Uh, people, by the way, can see it on YouTube, uh, March the twenty first, twenty twenty three. Just look for uh, Colchester Council Watch. Um, let's just delve in a little bit to why, um, yeah, the the why we think the climate ideology is being pushed um, using lies, essentially, and not talking about the sun? Mm, that's a very big, deep question, and I don't claim to have all the answers. But if you look at all the things that are involved and follow the money, there seems to be an awful lot of money. Um, certainly in 2018, the, the green industry was worth, I think, 1.5 trillion US dollars, which works out about $4 billion a day. Um, it, it's a colossal amount of money. Uh, and they're just yeah. stripping the earth of all the raw materials. And yeah, just even if you don't go down the deeper conspiracy theory, they're trying to lock us down and shut us in. Just following the money, you can see that this 
is a big motivator. Yes, indeed. And uh, and the people who uh, go up against it, I mean, even people, I think, who worked within uh, NASA and uh, and various other organisations were, were I, I remember back in the, I think, 70s and, and 80s, they were already being pushed out for saying this is nonsense. Um, so I think there's been a lot of, um, you know, a few people trying to push back. And uh, and of course, you do lots of um, other, I mean, your, your work has now encouraged other people uh, to do, well, your Stockport Council video is fantastic. Um, and when uh, was that? That's also, isn't it, on YouTube? Yes, yes. So they're all on the council watch. I do. I did originally put the videos on my successful garden design channel. But then when I started yeah. doing a lot, I thought, OK, we need a separate channel now. But everything can be seen on the Colchester Council Watch YouTube channel, including my reply to the lovely councillors at Stockport. Lovely. So the, yeah, it, yes, it's... It, it's great that other people are taking out the mantle and also we, we need this up and down the country. There needs to be council watches everywhere because it really puts yeah. the spotlight on the councillors in a way they're not used to. And they get public feedback from the comments because they don't really some some have a better idea of what public opinion is than others. But for the most part, the quiet people, they're not coming into contact with them. They're coming into contact with the ones that moan the most about something. But to have contact with ordinary people and see hundreds of comments about something they've said is very powerful and it needs to be done everywhere while we still have councils because there's a big push to do to basically do away with them so while we have just this small delusion of democracy we've got to use it so now is the time for other people to start their own channels and we've got yes. some resources to help people should they so wish they can just got to get in contact with me at Colchester Council Watch and we can help them. Yes, that's so wonderful, Culture to Counter Watch. And as you said, delusion of uh, democracy, a little small delusion. It's so true that people are um, maybe un unaware that they can, um, that things have shifted. I don't know quite when that happened, you know, when the grassroots, well, I suppose it was when you when you stopped having a dot, you know, like a, the local, the GP that lived around the corner. Like my mum used to have a GP that lived around the corner, uh, a church that you could just go, oh, hello, you know, on a Sunday. And, and all those, you know, that little localised stuff that you could say to somebody on a council, listen here, what about the bins? And it seems to have sort of become like this blob. Yes, although all our councillors do live locally and they are they do get out in the community. We're actually mm. very lucky with the councillors we have in Colchester. Um, thankfully, nothing like the ones they have in Stockport, bless them. Stockport. And you know, I had a wonderful Sue and Steve, uh, James, yes. I don't know if you saw, yes, I think you emailed me yes. after that um, show, lovely, who are also, they live up in Stockport and they've been doing wonderful things um, regarding Tom's story, the wonderful young man who uh, is being pursued by doctors uh, and a judge uh, to try and force him to have the COVID-19 uh, vaccines. I think his his court case is uh, coming up later this week, I believe. So you're doing wonderful things, Rachel. I mean, it's it's just, you know, I said to um, a friend of mine the other day who's also having a bit of a battle with Richmond Council, my friend Martin, that uh, the grassroots thing is so important. It is. I mean, I found that myself with the stuff I've been doing, you know, over the last four years and being arrested last year for swearing outside the COVID inquiry. Um, that these little things are people think they're small, but actually they make an enormous, don't they, a tapestry of resistance. I call it. Well, yes. I mean, you don't have to be a bright light. You can have a thousand tea lights and it illuminates mm. a vast area. And if we all just shine as bright as we can and do our little 
part, it's that combined effort that makes the difference. Yes, indeed. And are you um, concerned? I was thinking about your wonderful gardens, your gardening. Uh, are, are we going to have gardens? In the next month, well, they're, I'm they're certainly nervously. trying to stop us growing vegetables. They are really trying to say that that is damaging the environment. And you think, well, mm. could you evidence how me growing some vegetables organically in my back garden is damaging mm. the environment more than you shipping something from Costa Rica that is out of season? So if you could show me that yes. evidence, I'll consider it. But until then, no. Yes, and, and, and I've seen uh, footage, and I'm sure you have, of uh, there's a, a wonderful, I love the French, uh, because, you know, they're, they're in supermarkets, they go, oh, qu'est-ce que c'est que ça, que c'est uh, des, 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 des choux-fleurs uh, uh, d'Espagne. Des, des you know, they're sort of like, wh why is stuff coming from outside France? And it's a good question, yes. isn't it? And, and yes. you're, you're being told things that are, um, you're like the COVID stuff and the vaccines and all the rest of it, you're being told stuff and the trans uh, m men becoming women, you're being told stuff that is logically completely false. Yes, uh, and then back for it, if you dare say, no, this is how it is. Yes. It's a, it's a fascinating time to be alive, but um, I pity yeah. young people right now because they must just be yeah. so confused, not knowing which way is yeah. up. Yes, I do. I, I, I do pity young people, um, although I do have what, uh, three nephews who are quite based. They're quite sort of, and I, but, I mean, I'm going to blow my own trumpet now, thanks to me, <laughs> kind of basically like trying to sort of funnel some stuff, you know, via their parents uh, with, with stuff like this. But I think it is, it is, um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird time to be alive, but also lots of opportunities to um to uh, sort of um, uh, swerve round the blob. I think I think, you know, I think we do. Uh, do you have optimism that we can do that? I do. If people can get past the apathy, the problem with modern life is it grinds you down. Everyone's working so hard just to pay the bills and raise their family and all of the stuff that's thrown at you. And I think by design, it does wear you down. But you've got to find that little bit of extra energy. If everybody does a little something and says no, basically, we've had enough of this and we've all got to roll our sleeves up and start running things ourselves. I think the political system is awful. We need to get shot at a lot of them and the people start running stuff. Because if you think about it, think how many people work for councils and corporations. If we just started doing stuff for each other and say, no, we've had enough of you, you've had your chance, it wouldn't be that much different with you know we're still going out to work every day but we'd be doing it for ourselves and not the corporations and that is what we need to do but it's getting enough people motivated so it is now or never folks you know find mm. find that energy and i think with the farming protests if they kick off in england i think that will help galvanize people they'll really see it because your farmers are literally the salt of the earth they're the hardest working or some of the hardest working people and they're not conspiracy theorists they don't have time for that nonsense so if they're kicking off telling you is a problem you must listen Yes, very good points, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming on. Will you come back um, and then yes. we'll, we'll go we'll go even further into this because this is fascinating stuff. And thank you for all you do. And please do get in touch with Colchester Council Watch, um, which is a uh, uh, wonderful uh, Rachel's uh, work that she's doing. OK, can we play the little clip, actually, before uh, we have Siv on the phone? But let's have Siv. Uh, but can we also play the little clip for him?
all because the lady loves milk tray. Well, well, hello, Siv, uh, and all because yeah. Abby Roberts loves Siv. Good morning, darling. Well, of course, yeah. You know, you know what's going to happen, right? People are now going. You said, I think I know who we'll be hearing from, and of course, I, I turn up, and then if I go missing for a night or two, you know, or don't, don't ring. People will be, where's the milk tray theme? We're going to play that now. We're going to miss that. That's our, that's our 9 o'clock alarm call to get to that first meeting. That's what's going to happen. You realise this, don't you? It is. It is. You, you do know, don't you, that you're... Um, well, I did hear, though, through the grapevine, well, mm, you may have been unfaithful to me with another TNT presenter, Lembit Opic, yesterday. Did well, you I, call I do, in? I do, like, I do happen to like him as well, and I was with him before your good self, before you came along. <laughs> Before I came along. Oh, bless you, yeah. Siv. But I did say to people, you know, that I, I literally, over the weekend, I kind of get Siv withdrawal symptoms. Is that normal, Siv? Do you now? Do you I now? Do. That's, that's, I you, do! I you, do! You, you've, you've really got massive problems there, Abby. I think you might need a bit of counselling. I think you might have to ring one of those one of those hotlines or something. You've, you, you need a bit of help there. Look, just on your, uh, your question about the left and right thing. Yes, please. Um, yeah. Look, I think... I think to identify a problem, you need to you need to actually know what it is. So, if left and right is the shorthand for what that is, you can then go ahead and introduce the concepts of, you know, communism and Marxism and socialism. Because let's be honest, that's that's they're very deep things. They're important things, mm. but they're very deep things. So when you, as a general rule, say for example. People on the right, and I don't know what this is going to mean to those of the current Conservative Party at the moment because they're far from that at the moment, but generally mm. people on the right believe in less government and actually treat individuals as, as individuals. They don't believe as the left do in people marching in lockstep like the Marxists do or the communists do. You know, And that's, that's kind of how I see it. So it's a way, mm. I guess of introducing what we're talking about. And then you can go into some of what we're talking about tonight, or uh, well, this morning, slash tonight, slash whenever you're listening to us. Um, we, <laughs> we, can, we can then go into what, what uh, you know, some of those discussions are in reference to the government and how they're behaving and what they, what they are doing. And then you can say, well, this is what Marxism looks like. Yes, yes. I, I, uh, the way I see it, see if I don't know if you agree with this, is I, I rather than right and left, I say collectivist versus individual. Well, that's another way to do it. That's another way to yeah. do it. But then, you know, um, if you're so if you're somebody who doesn't follow politics, you need to be able to introduce these concepts to them so that they can stand up. Mm -hmm. So, well, actually, I don't want to be told what to do every day of my life. So, if you're talking about people who believe in individual individual individualism yes uh, i'm going to get to have to get some new teeth i think easy uh, for you to say i've just had to wait for them i'm sorry um if, if you're talking about people who believe in you know being able to make your own decisions then those shorthand mm. ways are ways of introducing that whereas if you're talking about collectivists and and the other thing you said um mm. You know, I mean, that's good for us. That's good for you and me. We follow the news. That's not so great for somebody who doesn't really follow the news. And we're going to have to bring the rest of the mob in to the tent so that we can stand up against this rubbish. I mean, we've got to stand up against things like that misinformation, disinformation stuff. It's very Soviet era. And as I've said in the past, I always feel like I'm living through the bloody Soviet era. Good to talk to you, Abby. 
talking to you. Do you know what? I knew that was coming up. There's a kind of crescendo. There's a... Uh, 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 Good to talk to you, Abby. It's wonderful. It's like a kind of uh, it's like a melody that's familiar to my ears now. The Civ melody, and uh, I'm really glad that you appreciated Civ. Um, the oh, and I've got a little message from the the boss who says uh, I have a lovely lav mic. <laughs> well, that's that's here, guys. Thank you so much. Yes, I I, I made it myself. Um, gorgeous, guys. Well, um, do, let's have a little look at the live chat. The live chat uh, because it is. Um, sorry, I have been a little bit remiss uh, not looking at it. Um, there's oh, there are plenty of people who like to be governed harder. Unfortunately, Skippy, we've we fat Shug says we love the Civ song. Um, it's hidden in plain sight. It says stop slashing Civ or you'll be slasher Civ from now on. <laughs> what? I don't understand that. Uh, exactly, Civ, uh, We Fat Shug says, exactly, Civ control systems and experiments. Communism produced drunk wastrels with no hope. Capitalism made people work like slaves to hold on to their catalogue homes and white goods to be exploited until no longer required. Yes, we do live in interesting times. Um, great guest. Uh, this was at, this is uh, I think about, about uh, Rachel, but obviously obviously about Charles Mallet too. Uh, the stupidity is part of the psyop. Um, <laughs> love it, Abby, brilliant from Buzz. Um, we are so much more than they would ever allow us to know. We are the real superhumans. Yes, absolutely, grow your own. Oh, so people say howdy, Siv. Siv's got your own little. It's a little superstar, little Siv. He's like my little sidekick. Oh, someone says, keep your hands off my raspberry ripples. <laughs> I said rip ripples, not nipples. I love the fact that that's, that's a wonderful little comedy thing that Mike put in, uh, especially for me, came just after talking to Charles Mallet about global communism. It's wonderful. But you see, that's what this show is, guys. I feel like going into an Australian voice because I love it when Siv talks and it's it's warm and it's, it's like Dame Edna. The fact that my show, The Abbey Roberts Show, can go... Very seamlessly from me talking about stroking wild deer uh, and large stags and straight into um, resisting government tyranny. Um, I think it's a pretty damn fantastic heady mix, don't you? And I know that many of you are getting drunk on that heady mix right now. Well, you are in Australia because it's uh, about seven o'clock in the evening, you lucky, lucky bastards. Whereas here... It's approaching nine o'clock in Communist Britain. Uh, how wonderful. Can't wait to uh, chug nine coffees. Um, so somebody says, male bites. Being from a farming background myself, I can't argue with the ladies' comments. And that's uh, Rachel Matthews. Please look at her uh, council watch stuff. And Charles Mallet, who is on Telegram. Uh, Charles Mallet, look him up. Very, very interesting guy. Lots to say. Okay, guys, we've come to the end of the show. No, you ring off. No, you ring off. Oh, you know what I mean. God bless you. And I will see you tomorrow. Looking forward to it very much. I'm Abby Roberts. And uh, one last thing to say. Be seeing you. <laughs>